This podcast is produced by Arts Council England. For more content like this, visit artscouncil.org.uk or soundcloud.com forward slash Arts Council England. Thanks for asking us to come. Um, I'm going to start. So the V&A, who we are, what we're about, well, our mission is to be the world's leading museum of art and design, enriching people's lives by promoting knowledge, understanding and enjoyment of the design world. So what we have is we have just over 2.2 million items in the collection, 1.1 million of which are objects and works of art, so the rest being books and archives. We've got a number of national collections, and I won't be able to remember all of them, and you probably won't want me to, but we have um, collections of jewellery, metalwork, ceramics, glass, furniture, textiles, uh, performance, and uh, Asian art, and also the national collection of childhood, and really making those collections accessible both physically and online is, is, is really at the heart of our mission. As a museum with a growing global audience, the V&A is committed to exploring the potential of digital media, media to widen access to its collections and to deepen its relationship with all its audiences. This includes maximising free access to our online collections for the purposes of research, education, creativity and innovation. At the same time, our trading arm, V&A Enterprises Limited, manages the commercial use of the V&A name and assets globally and generates revenue for the museum. Rights management lies at the heart of achieving these equally um, challenging objectives, and I'll talk to you a little bit more about that in a few minutes. Okay, so where did we start? In 1999, so about uh, the last 10 to 12 years, we've really been grappling with getting our collections online and how to do that. 1999 was the first project we started called Images Online, and it put a very small 1,500 of our objects on the website with images, very small amount of information, and it was a relatively static site. So that site was there for a couple of years while we worked out how to do it better. So in 2003, we launched a project called Access to Images, which started with 10,000 objects on the site, each with an image, each with a, a relatively small amount of information. You can see an example on the screen some core object data and a description. Each record had an image. Each record was edited in-house and checked probably about six times before it went online. So the site grew, uh, but relatively slowly. So by 2009, we had 56,000 objects and 86,000 images online. But we wanted to do better still. And the problem um, really with, with that approach was because we were asking each um, record to be checked so many times, there was a tendency to, uh, for the cataloguing of the objects to build up with the work of the museum. So say if we were doing an exhibition or a publication, we'd catalogue those objects and there were areas of the collection therefore that weren't getting online for one reason or another. Okay, so in 2008, the then director, Sir Mark Jones, asked us to put the whole object collection online. So whether it had been catalogued or not, photographed or not, whatever the state of, of the information about the collections, put them online, let's get it out there. So in 2009, we started a project called Search the Collections, 
And that was a collaborative project with staff from around the museum as well as an external designer called The Other Media. So it involved collection departments, collections management, digital media team working together to develop a new site. And the site itself was actually developed in-house so that it, it's more sustainable and we can change and tweak it as we go. So 2009, that launched with 1.1 million objects on the site and 135,000 uh, images. So this is an example of one of the records. It's got a lot more information. It's very tiny, I'm afraid. I was trying to work out how to show you as much as possible on the screen. But we have a lot more object information, as many images as possible. But we, we use search tools to prioritize the richer content. So whatever the user searches for, they get the richer records first. And we also have um, a high-resolution download facility so that members of the public can download images subject to our terms and conditions. So in the last 12 years, we've come a long way with such collections. Um, and at the end of last month, the site contained over 1.1 million object records and over 2, 274,000 images. The site receives an average of 400,000 visits a month and 8,000 downloads per month of higher resolution images. We aim to publish up to 50,000 new images online annually, but this is partly determined by the consent of rights holders. Where possible, we clear rights from acquiring a new object and have created a copyright agreement which is designed to be future-proof and clear rights for any works already forming part of the collections as well as the current acquisition. As Ben's already mentioned, where possible, we are aiming to adopt a touch-once approach to rights clearance. Given the diversity of our collections, this can sometimes prove challenging in practice, as we often hold works from multiple rights holders or where rights holders are unknown. In some cases, we adopt a risk-managed approach to deciding what we are able to publish online. In terms of some of the challenges we have faced, like many of you here, we are limited by finite resources. To give you some figures, one curator has recently spent 78 working days clearing rights for one acquisition of over 2,000 posters. We were one of the first museums to offer high-resolution images for download free of charge. And in terms of collaboration, we have worked closely with VNA Enterprises to ensure that our free access policy and commercial interests are balanced. We have developed a flexible licensing framework, and we have, for example, reviewed and republished our terms and conditions on search of collections to ensure they clearly reflect the VNA's commitment to access and reuse and clearly state what is free and when something should be paid content. We are also actively considering the use of Creative Commons licenses to enable greater access. We are working on the next phase of search collections, which will include new interfaces for collections information on all platforms, and we will continue to continue our drive to share content with other institutions, partners and developers. We strive to pursue best practice of rights management and we are un currently undertaking a rights management review of the VNA. This will include implementing clear policies and procedures for staff to make rights easier to manage and understand with supporting systems and a programme of training. The VNA's commitment to respecting the rights of creators whilst managing its own IP will allow us to fulfill our dual remit of optimising free access online and generating income. Okay. Yeah. Great. Thank you very much. Excellent. This podcast is produced by Arts Council England. 
For more content like this, visit artscouncil.org.uk or soundcloud.com forward slash artscouncilengland.